Hey guys, welcome back to The Extra Point. I'm Michael, and well, it's just me this week. <laughs> yeah, uh, Kaylee will not be here. She's currently in Florida without me. Um, yeah, so it's just me and the podcast this week. Thank you for joining me on this lovely day in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania, or wherever you may be. For some, you're in Florida without me, but that's okay because it's nice here too. 70 degrees, short season is back, and... Somebody's playing Taylor Swift on the football field. Overall, great day. But before before I kick things off, um, I just want to give a quick shout out to my friend Jake. Um, happy birthday, man. 21st birthday today. Great day for it. Have fun out there. Can't wait to go to the bar with you soon, man. <laughs> but um, starting, starting things off with the standings, as we usually do, um, with the Honda West Division, Coming in first place now is the Colorado Avalanche, 26-8-4 with 56 points. Dropping down to second now is the Vegas Golden Knights. Their record is 25-10-2 with 52 points. And the playoff fraud, who we mentioned last week, the Minnesota Wild in third place by five points. Their record is 23-12-2. And in fourth, the Arizona Coyotes bumping St. Louis out by three points. Actually, I'm sorry. I'm terrible at math. That's five. Wow. <laughs> oh, that's that's embarrassing. Yes, five points now. Arizona is above St. Louis. Their record is 19-5, and 5 Wow. All right. So, <laughs> that's uh, Arizona, man. You just can't hate them. There, there's nothing you just can't. Arizona is just, in my opinion, one of those teams you just can't hate. There's nothing to hate about Arizona. Anyway, moving on to the Discover Central Division. Um, that other Florida team, yes, the Florida Panthers, um, continuing just a, I think, a historic season for them. My goodness. They're in first place in the Central Division with 56 points. Their record is 26-10-4. Um, the Carolina Hurricanes, just a point behind them. They are 26-9-3. And, and the Tampa Bay Lightning dropping down to third place. Um, they're 26-11-2 with 54 points I it's it's still a tight race for those um, top three spots but to see right now Tampa Bay in third is weird for me um, I I just always picture Tampa as just a first place team with their goaltending and their their defense and offense it just works it just works <laughs> but one thing in this discover central division that is just an, a jaw dropper eye opener I think for the rest of the league too is the Nashville Predators moving into fourth place. Where did they come from? It's just, it's crazy. Um, yeah, they're in fourth. Um, their record is 21-18-1. They bump Chicago out by two points. Chicago's 18-17-5, 41 points. Um, wow. That's that's honestly good for Nashville. Um, <laughs> Honestly, I thought Chicago was going to be the Nashville in this situation where they would just come out of nowhere and bump a team out for that fourth spot. Um, but yeah, good good for Nashville. I guess Chicago finally has some competition. Um, but we're going to move on to the Scotia North Division. Um, the Toronto Maple Leafs um, having some leeway in first place now with 55 points. The record is 26-10-3. The Winnipeg Jets... Um, with 49 points, the record is 23-13-3. And, and just a point behind them is the Edmonton Oilers, 23-14-2 with 48. Um, and kind of 
keeping keeping put in fourth place in the Scotia North is the Montreal Canadiens. Their record is 17-9 and 9, 43 points and I'm just going to keep going here in this division. Vancouver and Calgary still tied for 35 points. Um <laughs> I think it was still tied for whatever amount of points it was last week, so um, but Ottawa is just five points behind Calgary and Vancouver, so you better watch out. Ottawa is aiming for that sixth spot, maybe even fifth spot. Fifth spot. Who knows? Who knows? Hey, this is hockey. You, you know, you never know what's going to happen. Um, but saving the best for last, the Mass Mutual East Division, our division, baby. Let's go. Washington Capitals still in first place, 25-10-4 with 54 points. And... The New York Islanders, yeah, they're they're the same as Washington. This is crazy. Um, they are also 25-10-4 with 54 points. My Pittsburgh Penguins, oh my god, what's going on with this team? Anyway, they are in third place with 50 points. Their record is 24-13-2. Kaylee's Boston Bruins are four points behind the Penguins. Their record is 20-10-6. And... I just want to shout out the New York Rangers real quick. Game respect game here. Wow. Um, they beat the Penguins last night 8-4. to four. Um, I guess the Rangers have some beef with the Pennsylvania sports teams that I wasn't aware of. Um, yeah, that was just a brutal loss. Um, but it 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 would it would it would appear that they are making a serious run for that fourth spot to make the postseason. So Boston's got to be careful. Um, right now the Rangers are tied with Philly um, at forty one points. <laughs> Their record is also the same in this division. The Rangers and Philly both have a record of eighteen five and five with thirty eight games played. So that's pretty cool that four teams are tied in this division as of. April 7th, when this is being recorded. Um, yeah, so that's it for the standings. We're going to head on over to the just one comeback head of the week because, once again, it's just me in Pittsburgh. Kaylee is gone. Um, yeah. Speaking of the Rangers, my uh, comeback head of the week this week is Artemi Panarin, the bread man. Yes, he um, he's had points in his last four of five games, and he's had four goals in his last five games. And he's... In my opinion, he's an underrated goal scorer, um, not only in the league um, as a whole, but for the Rangers as well. Uh, him and Zabanajad too. Um, I feel like those are two dark horses for the Rangers, which is a good thing. Um, they're start both of these guys are starting to score again, which is pretty pretty uh, dangerous, lethal, whatever, <laughs> um, for other teams in this division. Because, like I said, they're trying to make a run for that four spot. So you're going to need guys like that to score. And it's happening. It's give credit where credit is due. Um, but, yeah, switching over to the tea segment. Time to sip just my lonely cup of tea. Kaylee's tea is off in Florida. Whatever. Um, yeah, my tea for this week is Taylor Hall of the Buffalo Sabres was a healthy scratch last night against the Devils. Um, Which the Sabres beat the Devils. They won. They won a hockey game. Good for them, honestly. (laughs) But yeah, I think this pretty much confirms that trade talks are heating up involving Taylor Hall and him going to contending teams, um, wherever that may be. 
Um, for some reason, I, I oddly think Taylor Hall's going to Boston. I, I, I think Boston could use a guy like Taylor Hall. <laughs> I'm not sure why. I feel like he's going to Boston. I think he is. If I'm right, I'm right. <laughs> but yeah, um, he wants to go to a contending team, whoever that may be. Um, if he goes back to Edmonton, that'd be pretty funny. If he comes to Pittsburgh, that'd be great because everybody's injured in Pittsburgh. Happens every season. Why? I don't know. <laughs> oh my goodness. Um, but moving on to the spotlight game for this week, I guess our spotlight game, I'm picking one for you, Kaylee, um, is the Penguins and Devils this Friday, April 9th. Um, the reason why I chose this game is because the Penguins, um, are going to start needing points um, if they want to make a run for first place, second place, what have you, third, whatever. Um, all that stuff's important when it comes to the playoffs and um, who gets the home ice advantage and all that all that good stuff. But for some reason, I, I just think the Devils are the Penguins' kryptonite. Don't ask me why. It's I can't even explain it. It's just from games I've watched against the Devils in past seasons, it's just like, where does this team come from? when they played the the Penguins, it's just like, what, they're a completely different hockey team, or it's just like, the Penguins just don't care to try against these guys, it's just unbelievable, um, but this, um, the game against the Devils is part of a back-to-back, um, this is, this will be the third and last back-to-back game, um, for the Penguins this season, um, <laughs> they seem to struggle, they're seeing, they seem to be split, with back-to-back games this season. Um, they had a back-to-back um, series with Buffalo, which they swept, and they had a back-to-back um, little series with the Bruins, um, which they split 1-1. So who knows? Who knows what will happen? I mean, although it's it's two different teams, I'm still con- going to consider it a back-to-back because, well, it is. Um, so theoretically, the Penguins win against the Rangers, which I guess is a, is a struggle, um, and they beat the Devils to get four points and make ground on the Islanders and Capitals who are tied for first right now, which is crazy. Um, but <laughs> speaking of the Penguins injuries, I, I think it's catching up to them, which is a shame because we, <laughs> we've we been competing with Boston injured. Um, and I guess we just can't compete with New York. What the heck? Um, it's, it's every season the Penguins go through all these injuries. I, I really should mentally prepare for this. Because I'm, next season, I'm just I'm going to think, oh, every, everybody's going to be healthy for the entire season. It's going to be great. Um, but no, it's every year. Every year, the Penguins get injured. It's Everybody's made a bubble wrap. Everybody needs to have bubble wrap wrapped around them. They're made of glass, excuse me. It's ridiculous. Um, yeah, no, nobody, nobody's safe on the Penguins this year. Um, Jari was held out of a few games. Um, the defense suffered a little bit earlier on. They've been healthy, although sucking. I'll say that. Um, side note, I think Hextall needs to make a trade on the defense side. I think he needs to get Vince Dunn from the Blues in exchange for Marcus Pedersen or Victor Mete if he's still um, in trade talks. I don't know. But the defense has been struggling a lot, um, and I think they realize that too. But yeah, forwards getting hurt. Left and right, Gino out, Kasperi Kapanen out, Teddy Bluger has been out. Um, he's close to returning, I think. 
maybe within the next three games. I would expect to see him back. Brandon Tanev, out again. He just came back after missing, I think, a week, maybe three or four games, not too sure. Played a game or two, injured again. Can't believe it. Um, Jason Zucker is back from injury. He's played the last three games, which is good. I'm glad to have him back. But it's just... It's ridiculous to see the Penguins get hurt every year. Last year, last season, it was Crosby out for a long time. Thank goodness Gino was still healthy. He stepped up in Crosby's absence last year, which was great. And a bit of vice versa here this season. Crosby's stepping up, which is weird to say because, you know, he's the GOAT um, without Gino. But, I mean, I mean, they're two different players on two different levels here. I mean, they're both for sure Hall of Famers, but it's Crosby's good at one thing, Gino's good at another. It's it's just great. It's it's good chemistry for two different lines, the top two lines for Pittsburgh. But that that that's my rant on the Penguins and why they get hurt every year, and it is a mental toll that's taking on me and every single fan in Pittsburgh. It's just ridiculous. Oh my goodness. And my player to watch for the Penguins versus the Devils is going to be Jared McCann for the Penguins. Um, he's a he, he's been a, I think he's been a dark horse recently for for the Penguins, which is good. We could use somebody to step up in these dark times, even though you know we're doing pretty okay for being injured every season. Anyway. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, he's uh he's had points in his last um four out of five games. Um he's had three goals in his last five games. Um he's been put on the Penguins power play, the first power play unit for the Penguins ever since Gino um has been out. Um he, he he's been he's been pretty good from what I've seen on the power play. He he scores he scored last night in the eight to four loss against the Rangers on the power play, just like seven seconds in. If I'm pretty sure, seven or eight seconds into the power play, he just he just scored, and I was like, "Wow, okay, good for him." Um, he scored a power play goal against the Flyers at the beginning of March, I think. I'm pretty sure, and he got one against Boston recently too. Um, it's it's good. I think um, if everybody remained healthy. The the Penguins power play just needed a shake up because earlier in the season that power play was just atrocious to watch. I, if I'm being honest, I wasn't excited to see them on the power play because I knew they would just keep passing the puck, shoot the puck wide, or turn it over. Um, who knows? Other team gets a breakaway on that. I've seen it before and they score shorthanded. But um, yeah, I think when everybody does come back, I think I think McCann should stay on that first unit. Um, obviously, I'm not the head coach. Gino is obviously going to replace McCann and bump him down to the second power play unit. But it's, I don't know. I think if I was Mike Sullivan in this situation, I would look at this and say, hey, it's working. I would honestly move Gino to the second so that way you have some star power on the second um, unit, right? I just, I don't know. I mean, loading up the first um, power play unit. I guess as of recently is proving to be effective, but you just saw what they did in the um, first half of the season, I guess. It was just like, you have names like Crosby, Malkin, Latang on a power play, and they're not scoring? I mean, Gensel and Russ, too. It's just crazy. 
it's just, I mean, it, it blew my mind how bad the stats were for the Penguins' power play in the beginning of the season. I just, I'm, I'm glad they turned things around with that. Um, hopefully they turn things around more and go for first place in the Mass Mutual East Division. Um, as the, as the season is, um, winding down and winding down fast. Um, last game is May 8th, I want to say. Um, let me look that up real quick. Okay, so it is actually Tuesday, May 11th is the very last day of the regular season. Um, you have Edmonton and Montreal and Boston and Washington playing each other at seven o'clock on that day. Um, so yeah, that's, that's going to be here before you know it. Um, I'm very ready for the playoffs. I, I can't wait to see what all the teams do. I especially can't wait to see what Pittsburgh does because, uh, man, oh man, if I want to get off on a tangent about Pittsburgh and postseasons of the last three years, it's, it's what, what the heck? Like, can, can we just make maybe one last run with Crosby and Malkin? And and Latang and everybody, it's I don't know. I'm with the trade day and deadline coming up. Um, who knows? Who knows what will happen? The the one player that we've been needing all along could come and help us, you know, hoist a Stanley Cup, um, which would be great. But it's it's gonna be interesting. Um, I I don't know. It's I I, I feel healthy when when the Penguins are healthy this year. I feel good. I feel good. I think they're going to make a serious run when everything just clicks with this team. It's it's great. It's fun to watch them. Um, but I being bounced out of the qualifiers, if you will, by Montreal last season, which does count as the postseason. The Penguins still hold the the highest streak for postseason appearances at 14 now. So everyone shut up about that. They made it. It did count. Oh, my God. And then the season prior to that, they got swept by the Islanders. And the season prior to that, the Capitals beat them in six on home ice. Gotta say, I'm kind of glad I wasn't at that game because, boy, it'd be kind of embarrassing. But I I just, I think the, the Penguins just need to make just the one last ride with Crosby, Gino, Latang, the, the core for the Penguins as, as they get older it's I don't know maybe maybe as they get older they'll, they'll win another one I don't know we'll, we'll see um I oh, man just to see them win another cup that'd be great but with the with other teams getting younger and faster um it's it's going to be hard to compete with this I guess uh new era of hockey um but like I said earlier it's hockey you never know what's going to happen with this sport. It's honestly ridiculous, but it's kind of fun too to see what happens because honestly, it's all surprises. But you know what's not a surprise? It's the Penguins getting hurt every season. Okay, that's enough about that. Um, I'm going to wrap things up here. Thank you for joining me on The Extra Points. I'm Michael. See you next week.